Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Ivy League, a look inside the ancient eight teams in the Ivy League and their upcoming games with all of the stats, trends, and analysis that you want to hear. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in the Ivy League. I am Tom Barton from TomBartonSports.com. Want to go check me out? It's TomBartonSports.com. Tom Barton Sports over on Twitter. TomBartonSports at gmail.com. What an interesting week we had in the Ivies. The question has been asked for a couple of weeks now. Do we believe in Cornell? And do we believe that Cornell's purely offensive game can take them to a division title? Well, we had a shakeup this week. Let's see how they respond. Let's see how the other teams respond. Harvard is back on the map and back into this thing. So we'll take a look at all that happened and the week ahead. I can tell you this, if you guys are betting guys out there, over, over, overs, and overs were the story this week in the Ivies. We had lots of teams get into the 90s. Uh, I mean, it has been a scoring spree this year, but specifically recently and specifically early in the week last week, uh, this has, this was just scoring all over the place. So we'll get into those games. We'll see if, look, you know, are, are we going to continue to see the offensive success? Can these teams continue to just fire away and continue to get wins? The Ivy Leagues have become extremely fun this year. The Ivy Leagues with their scoring, they're up and down, they're fast-paced. It has become a must-watch. I'm sorry. I don't care. Maybe I'm biased because I'm doing this show, right? Uh, but I don't really care who you put it up against. It is a fun, fun conference this year. So let's go back to Friday. Well, to, I'm sorry, to Saturday. There's no Friday games go back to Saturday. We'll start off Yale Penn. Yale wins this one at home and we had to talk about Yale and can Yale get back into this thing? Could Yale get to even and back into 500 in the Ivies? And they did. They bounced back. It was a hard fought win where Penn actually led at the half in this game. Uh, they put up 38 points. I worry about Yale's defense. I have worried about Yale's defense, but man, did they lock it down in the second half? They put up, they, they held Penn to only 25 in the second half. They win 70 to 63. Dingle, again, 27 and 7. He's a problem for teams. You know, you have certain players in the Ivy Leagues this year where they are just flat out matchup problems night after night. And if you let up a little bit, the other team could absolutely, you know, just get blitzed and go, wow, wait a minute, that guy just had the game of his life. Here, Penn, look, he's having a great game. Just wasn't enough. Jarvis put up 14 and 10 for Yale, leading the way. Jarvis is still one of the best players in the in this league. I don't know if he's the best any longer, uh, but he's still one of the best. Yale gets to 13 and 6. Yale gets to 3 and 3, even the Ivies. Brown put up 97 against Columbia. Brown in this spot, it's funny because a 97-85 win I had talked about last week, I like Brown. I thought they were going to win. I thought they were going to win by double digits. Man, if you look at a betting line for this, Brown was just getting absolutely all kinds of, of, of credit. The line opened up at 11 and a half. It went up to 13, 14. They owned Columbia throughout this game, and it never really seemed like Columbia was going to be in it. But, man, 97 for Brown? 97? Absolutely huge. They put up 51 in the first period, in the first half. Brown gets to... Uh, six and four at home. 
They are 10 and 9 overall. Columbia 1 and 8 on the road. They can't win away. Columbia, look, we've been saying it for weeks. Columbia is the bottom feeders here, but I, I think that they put together a good effort. You put up 85 points against anybody. I mean, anybody. Hey, that's good. And it was an up and down game. The scoring was crazy. 97. 85. Ridiculous scoring. And you go, wow, that was some crazy scoring. Well, how about Princeton Dartmouth? I know it took overtime, but 93-90. These two teams both put up 90 in this one. It was an OT game. Princeton led at the half by three. Uh, Dartmouth came back. Princeton hit a big three at the end. In overtime, they win. In overtime, these two teams in overtime scored 31 points. I had 31 points in overtime. I mean, it was a back and forth game. Cornish for Dartmouth, 31-7 and in a game he'll always remember. Pierce for Princeton, 17-13 and uh, rebounds with that. Princeton goes to 5-1 and one in the Ivies, and I know they had that blip. Dartmouth goes to 3-3, three and three, but Princeton goes to 5-1 and one in the Ivies, and Princeton's going, wait a minute, everyone's talking about, you know, Cornell, and everybody's waiting for Harvard and Yale to come up. Look at what we're doing. And Princeton has now reestablished themselves as the team to beat in the Ivy Leagues. They've been a little bit quiet. This was another tough game. They're not getting easy wins. Another tough game, but a game they had to win at home. And we mentioned that last week. They had to win this game at home. It shouldn't have been this close, right? They should have beat the seven-win Dartmouth team. They should have beat them. They should have handled them. But they walk away with a W. And they walk away 5-1 and one in the Ivies. And they walk away the team to beat in the Ivy Leagues. And then the big matchup. And I talked about this for a few weeks. Cornell's offense has never been in doubt. I never worried about Cornell and what they could do. Williams put up 23 in this game, but their defense just went to sleep against Harvard. Harvard put up 95 points in a 95-89 win. I mentioned Harvard. I mentioned Cornell over the last couple of weeks because Cornell's offense has been superior. I wasn't sure it was going to be enough to take them. And I build this as, well, you know, great offense against great defense. And Harvard's great defense what would they do? Well, they went the other way. Ledlam scored 24 with eight boards. Harvard went the other way and said, we're going to outscore you. We're going to take advantage. Tommy Amaker, great coaching job in this one, puts up 95. And it does go to show you, by the way, Harvard goes to three and three, and the Ivy's Cornell falls to two and two. But it goes to show you that Harvard is so dangerous because they can go back and forth. They can play ridiculous defense, and then you could go out there and put up a 95 spot. And it also goes to show you that Cornell, why we've been talking about them so much on the on the on the show over the last few weeks. Not that I was a Cornell hater or a Cornell backer, which, by the way, I've been accused of being both in the last couple of weeks. Um, it's not that that they they were they were a polarizing team. When you score near ninety points back to back, and it seems like you could put up ninety every single week, you're a polarizing team because your defense isn't very good. And can you just continue to outscore people? Well, in this spot, no, you were not able to outscore people against a team that has had all sorts of offensive problems in Harvard. And they get back into it. Now, all of a sudden, you look at this, you go, okay, Harvard's back into this thing. Penn's back into this thing. Yale's back into this thing. Yeah, it's getting interesting here. You go to the Monday game, Hartford uh, hosting Penn, and Penn goes in there and blows the doors off Dingle with 23 points. I mentioned he could be a difference maker. At a conference game, but it's a good road win no matter what, right? I mean, Penn needs these road wins. They're still under 500. You want to get to 500 and then kind of, you know, just move on with with the game and kind of say, okay, now it's a new season. You got to get to that 500 mark, and they're looking to get there. It was a good road win 
because it was on the road. I don't care that it's a four-win Hartford team. I, it doesn't matter to me. It was still a road win. He still gets the W in that category. All right, in a very slow week, we don't have any games during the week this week until Saturday. And I mentioned that Penn team. They're going to host Harvard in Philadelphia. Look, here's a game where I mentioned last week that Harvard could kind of do things to get themselves back. Well, here's a game where Penn could do things to get themselves back. With a win at home against Harvard, who's coming off a big emotional home win against what we thought might be the premier team in this conference, Penn comes in with an opportunity to get to back to 511 and 11. They get back to three and four in the Ivies. Doesn't put them outside of the you know the final four for the playoff. Harvard is coming off a big and emotional win. Now the good thing is is that they haven't played, so you have a week to let that emotional win kind of come back. But it is a road game, and the Harvard team has to look at themselves and say, Are we going to go back to playing that D, or or did we find something in an up pace, up tempo, run it out kind of style? Did we find something in our success last week? You look at this team, you go, put up 95 last week, 59 the week before that. 73 against Columbia. You know, it's Columbia. 54 before that. 70 before that, 66. 74, 54. I mean, it seems like every other game, they're putting up a, a score into the 50s and then a score well into the 70s. Harvard's a polarizing team. With a win here on the road, the Harvard Crimson is going to say, okay, we're, we're, we might have stumbled early, and we did talk about this in our preseason preview. Right? We might have stumbled early, but you got to pay attention to us now. This, to me, I know it seems like Penn has to win this game to kind of keep their playoff hopes alive. This, to me, is a more important game for Harvard. Harvard can't have a letdown here. They've been back and forth, back and forth, wins and losses, wins and losses. I think Harvard has to come in. They have to choose their game plan, and they have to execute it correctly. Columbia, Dartmouth, Columbia, like I said, bottom of the barrel. They're one in five of the Ivies. Dartmouth had a tough game, and you wonder how they'll respond. Here's another team, three and three in the Ivies. Look, they might see 7-13 overall, but they only care about the Ivy League play. They're right in this thing. If Harvard falters against Penn, and I expect Harvard to be a slight favorite, not, not a big favorite, slight favorite there. Dartmouth will be a big favorite against Columbia, probably close to double digits. If Harvard loses and Dartmouth wins, Dartmouth kind of takes over that spot because you got Cornell, Princeton, Yale, and then the question mark, right? I mean, that's what we're looking at. Dartmouth has an opportunity here to squash Columbia. They should. They need to do that to keep the momentum going. I know that Dartmouth, you know, there's no such thing in this season as kind of uh, pat yourself on the back sort of wins, right? Well, but they have played good games where you kind of walk out of it and you say, no, 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 that's, you got to pat yourself on the back for that game. Cornell takes on Brown. I expect Cornell to be angry in this one. Now, Brown, I have mentioned multiple times, Brown to me is a very, very dangerous team. I think they are dangerous because they have multifaceted to, to their game. I think that they're dangerous because they could go on streaks. I, I look at this team as a team that lost to Harvard by two, Northwestern by five, um, you know, Yale by three at Yale. They're always close, always in this game. They do tend to give up a lot of scoring. I think that Cornell will win this game. But I think it could be closer. And I wonder the, the makeup of this Cornell team going to Harvard, going to Cambridge, and losing that game. Cornell is 8-1 eight at home, 14-5 overall, and Brown's under 500 on the road. I expect Cornell to win, and I expect it to be high scoring. I think Cornell gets well into the 80s. Maybe they touch on 90. Maybe they take some frustration out. I don't know if Brown is the team you take frustrations out on. If you lose your focus for one minute, Brown could, could bite you here. And then we have Yale-Princeton in a really good game 
in New Haven at Yale's campus. Here we go. John J. Lee Amphitheater in New Haven. Right now, we look at Princeton as the number one team. Right now, we look at Princeton as the team to beat. But with a loss here, suddenly it all shifts. Because Yale has been in a position here, guys. I don't want to call them the silent assassins, right? But I think maybe at 13-6, and we're overlooking them a little bit. They have losses at Colorado by three. Okay. At Butler, only by 10. At Kentucky, by 10. Now, losing to Columbia at Columbia was awful. Losing to Dartmouth by four at home was rough. And then, obviously, you you lose in a shootout. Um, But they have done some good things. My worry about them is the road game. I think that Yale can win at home. It's the road game that you have to worry about with Yale. Can they win on the road? This is a home game, and they don't have to go out there and win on the road in this spot. Princeton is in a vulnerable position here. I expect people to think that Princeton's going to win this game, probably win the game relatively handedly, but I warn you that this could be a dangerous spot for Princeton because Yale is at home, Yale is dangerous, and has been dangerous at home. So I think we have a lot of questions that will be answered this week. Yale and Princeton certainly is a big game. I want to see how Harvard steps out after a week off, after an emotional win. How does Cornell step up after a week off against an emotional loss? That's a game that could bite us. I think we're going to learn a lot about Cornell, and I say that seemingly every week, uh, but I think that we do. I think we sort of know who Princeton is. We're learning who Harvard and Yale is. Cornell, are you closer to Harvard, or are you closer to Princeton? We're going to learn that this week. All right, guys. Go check me out at TomBartonSports.com, TomBartonSports over on Twitter, TomBartonSports at gmail.com. Enjoy the week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.